Blog Talk Radio. From Brooklyn, New York, where you have Night of the Living Dead right outside your window, it's Blazin' Rye Radio. Tonight on the show, from the assembled parties on Broadway and the upcoming film The Revival, it's Jake Silberman, plus the Blazin' Rye panel. And now, the man whose genes are cutting off circulation to his uh, brain, Ryan Holmes! Well, and that's, your teammate that's what, chin. Well, that's what Rick Catino was saying. He went to help him, 
but he realized he could not help him. You right. know, even you know, here in the, I mean, I've been on the subway car and someone bites it right into the door as it's closing, and everyone's like, "Oh my God!" I mean, we still let them on. You know, they're bleeding, but you know, we're like, "Okay, are you okay?" Let me get them off at the next stop. I mean, so it's right. like you said, if someone falls, you're like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" That was their first. And some of the other players, they, they were vomiting, right? They were vomiting. Yeah. They were crying. Yeah. yeah, they had an intense reaction too. Well, because it was right in front of them. The best thing yeah. that happened, and I think Michelle, I responded to you earlier about this, was once the one of the trainers realized what was taking place because you could see his bone on live TV, and he put mm-hmm. a towel over that portion immediately, you know, for yeah. just to cover out it of up. respect and just sanitary reasons. And someone asked me, how come there wasn't blood all over the place? And so, you know, the body is an amazing thing. That was a shock. Mm-hmm. A shock injury yeah. that they, you know, everything was cleaned up before they put pictures back on there. There was blood, but it was just such a just catastrophic compound break that it's just that's it. Oh, <laughs> oh no good. Um, let's no let's good. move on to the certain <laughs> way, and then if we, if we have time, uh, we'll we'll uh, circle back. Uh, by the way, go Orange. Michelle and I were at oh, watching yeah. the game. On Saturday, and oh, our right. alma mater, Syracuse, uh, Hell yeah. the crap out of Marquette. I'll, uh, by the way, where the hell is Marquette? Tamika, do you know where Marquette is? <laughs> Carolina? <laughs> no. Fair enough. Um, so let where me tell you guys Marquette? what happened. Well, we don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. Clearly, they I were there absent from the game the other day, too. Um, you know what? So we all know where Florida what, Gulf Coast is now, though. I tell you that much. Well, yeah. Now we do. Let me tell you what <laughs> happened earlier to me. So there's there's somebody who's been on our show in the past, right? Um, let's. His name um, is Matt, and I'm just going to say his last name is Hawk, even though it isn't because I don't care about getting him in trouble because he can take it. But uh, <laughs> Matt Hawk, uh, he asked me to do something on there, right? He asked me to be on the show. He's on. No questions asked. Today he asked how many listeners we were getting these days, and I explained we are doing well, as we always miraculously have, but I had to ask why the hell he was asking that. And he said, just in case you're interested in having us on before the Nymph shows, this is the New York musical uh, festival, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I said I'm always interested, and he then asked me to send him stats and demographics. Now, do you guys know how that made me feel? Certain way. When you just don't know what you're feeling, you can't find the right word to say. Well, that's the moment you start to realize you're feeling a certain way. You feel a certain way. I feel a certain way. I bet everybody's feeling a certain way. I feel a certain way. You feel a certain way. So many things that make me feel a certain way. So for those of you who don't know, New York uh, and NYMF, N-Y-M-F, stands for New York Musical Festival. It's an event that happens every year showcasing new musicals by up-and-coming theater artists. And now that's what NIMF stands for. Uh, <laughs> so let me just go through some of the guests we've had on. Uh, Betty Buckley. Michelle, do you know what that stands for? Uh, Tony Award-winning actress. Exactly. That stands for Tony. <laughs> Tammy Blanchard. Tamika, do you know what that stands for? How to, how to succeed. <laughs> exactly. And that, Tammy Blanchard, not only does she stand for that, but she stands for Emmy. Uh, Leah Delaria, that stands for Obie and Drama Desk Award. And Alex Lackamore, well, Michelle, do you know oh. what that stands for? Who? Alex <laughs> Lackamore stands for oh, Grammy yeah, I and love that Tony. guy. I've auditioned for yeah. him many times. <laughs> oh, he so. stands for, uh, he stands for Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that all made me feel some type of way earlier today. Um, so, you know, just, I mean, watch it, who, you, who you're who trying to burn bridges with in this industry. You know if you feel me, Tamika? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know um, I know that. Yep, yep. So let's talk about, uh, Michelle, your boy Kim Jong-un the other day. Uh, oh, released this what a mess. Crazy, crazy-ass letter. Uh, about how they're launching, uh, they're starting a war, nuclear war on the United States. Uh, Michelle, what do you think about that? What do I think about it? I mean, here's the here's the 
here's the big thing I think we all kind of need to think about, and I'm sure, you know, the people who know more than we do are thinking about as well, is, you, you know, you look at this new leader who basically has no understanding of how the world works. He was educated in Europe or something like that, right, um, or, or in the Netherlands, I can't remember. But he basically has no concept of how the world works whatsoever um, and is in power simply because he was born into it. And so mm-hmm. here's a guy who's trying to, you know, um, show his country um, that he's powerful and, and can and can take over and, and make things happen. But at the same time, you know, you don't want the rest of the world to, you know, see that and think the wrong thing. So can we take this seriously? I don't know. I mean, when you when you yeah. know one, did you see the Photoshop picture of all the the ships coming in or whatever it was? I don't remember. Like, no. They were like submarines. I don't know what they were, but like they were all photoshopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they keep releasing these Photoshop pictures to make the rest of the world more scared of them. Mm-hmm. Look like they have more tankers. And say, I don't know. It's just all crazy. <laughs> so you really can't. I mean, you look at this twenty-eight-year-old guy who literally has no yeah. idea of what's going on. He had a pretty powerful military, um, not as powerful as we are, though. So I'm kind of like, if they were to somehow, you know, harm our allies in in South Korea or, mm-hmm. you know, any of the thousands of troops we have stationed in Asia, I, I don't. I I mean, does he know how screwed he is? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know well, I mean? you know, and guys, we're gonna have to end the panel there. Um, uh, Michelle, sorry, you wanted to finish that point? No, I was just saying. It's like, and can we take this, the threat serious? No, yeah. you can't. Well, anybody that dances well, so, with Dennis Rodman like that, you can't. <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. That's a good note to end on. Uh, Michelle Kenny, thank you so much for joining the panel. Yes, thank you. Absolutely, I feel take like care. It's all me talking about. Kim Jong Un. <laughs> yeah, have a good night. <laughs> All right, so uh, our guest tonight, uh, he opens on Broadway in the assembled parties at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater on April 17th. Please welcome back the Sade to my Batterinois, Jake Silverman. <laughs> Jake, how are you? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I am doing well. It's it's nice to hear your voice again. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while, not since uh, Nick Dudgeonick turned thirty. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. I mean, I guess it, I guess it was a little while. Was that before the holidays? No. I uh, no, it was. It was after the holidays. It was in January. Yeah. It feels like forever ago, though. It does. I know. I know. <laughs> Give you a big so, hug if I was there. I know. It would be reciprocated uh, twofold. I should so, hope Jake, so. <laughs> this play that you're doing, is this your Broadway debut? This is. This is definitely my Thank That you. is impressive. Thank you. Um, you know, Tamika may uh, have you injured just so she can go and rescue <laughs> you later. Sorry? <laughs> my, my co-host this evening, Tamika Kid, she likes to, uh, she always hangs around the, the boys when they're injured because she's the one and only Broadway medic. Isn't that right, Hello. Tamika? Oh, the love doctor. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, you know, if you just happen to be out of breath or something like that, I might try and get some vitals before I call mm-hmm. for backup. But, you know. I like <laughs> that. I like that. That's a, that's so, a, Jake, tell us about the nice play. What is the chorus line? What is the play about? Uh, the double party, it's about, um, it's about this family. Um, it's about this family, and it takes place. Uh, the first act takes place on Christmas. It's, a, you know, it's funny that it's about a Jewish family on Christmas Eve, you know, celebrating, or on Christmas Day rather, celebrating Christmas because you know they're mm-hmm. you know Upper West Side Jews, and uh, that's, <laughs> that's what they do. And um, <laughs> it takes place in 1980 and in 2000. Um, separated by 20 years, but, you know, the first act is 1980, the second act is in 2000, and, uh, and, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of about where you, it's, it's, it's not your average, you know, plot-driven play, but it's about where this family kind of thinks that they're going to go, where they actually end up going, um, and, like, 
life is, you know, I mean, things, things, unexpected things happen. But it's really, and that I think it's really results special. from there's a guy who who is introduced in in the 80s to the to that dinner, and then is the the second act is how he's affected the family. Yeah, um, how he's affected the family, and how he's just witnessed the family at this time when you kind of get the sense like this 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 offense would have happened anyway. But they, you know, luckily they had this person who became uh, becomes a part of their lives. Uh, he's I play two characters. I play you know the 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 two sons of the family. Uh, in the first act, I play the older son who is, you know, uh, just ha- just been out of college and uh, is supposed to go to grad school. And in the second act, I play the little brother who is only who we see in the first act as being only four years old. And oh. that character who comes is very good friends with the older brother. Like, you know, he, he, when we first meet that character, Jeff, he's, um, he's in his early 20s too, just out of college. And so he, you know, he's good friends with 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 me in the beginning. And then he's more of like an older brother figure in the second act. Okay. The yeah. other characters who actually age twenty years—that is, there like a really good makeup artist who takes care of that. Well, yeah. I mean, there there is good makeup, and but it's not, you know, it's the other characters are there. Um, they're at those, you know, it, it's it's it's. It's the magic of theater, you know. That just kind of you just kind of accept that it. it's not really about you know you're not going for it to see amazing makeup effects because you know it's also nobody's it's not like the the, ch- the change at that point in the ages is that drastic. Right. Um, is is this a uh, comedy? Is it a drama? You know, rehearsing it, I really thought it was going to be <laughs> more of a drama than it is. But, I mean, and it is a drama. It is. But it gets a lot of laughs. I think we were all, you know, I remember that first preview. We just kind of, I was listening backstage, you know, for any moment that I wasn't on. When I was on stage, just, wow, they are really getting this and finding this really funny. And mm-hmm. it, it got a great response. It gets a great response. It still does. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of Richard Greenberg, the writer, uh, he jokingly said the first day of rehearsal that he had he had told the producers that it was a comedy and kind of whispered to us it's not a comedy. But <laughs> it's funny that right. he intended. Uh, and your previews are going well so far, sir. Yeah, they're going great. I mean, and I love working with the cast. The cast is phenomenal. You know, everybody. Speaking of the cast, um, while while working with Judith Light, who would you say is the boss? <laughs> I say she's the boss. She's the boss. Okay, okay, she's the boss. So if you're in a scene with Judith Light or you're directing Judith Light, she's she's the boss. Yeah, but Tony Danza came the other night, and I was really confused. I didn't know who it was then. Did he really come? He didn't come. No, he didn't. I, I, <laughs> I can't um, imagine he comes to see everything she does. She's a busy. She's I just busy read some story about Tony Danza where he like some some kid accidentally like punched him in the stomach when he was walking by him. Like, you know how you bump into people in New York. So he, like, accidentally punched him in the stomach, and apparently Tony Danza still has abs of steel at, like, 70 or however old he is now. <laughs> I love that the idea of that story of how that gets out. Like, the guy's just walking down the street, and he bumps into somebody, you know, who he thinks is a brick wall, looks up, and Tony Danza feels the need to... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the only person who could ever take... Man, his abs are... What'd you say? Mm-mm. <laughs> so are Judas, man. Yeah, yeah, she could take him. Um, and so, what's it like working with such a stellar cast? You got Judith Light, Jessica Hecht. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, they're they're just wonderful, and they're all really really sweet. You know, no egos, and um, just really wonderful actors. I mean, I, I kind of enjoy any any moment that I am not on stage and can can kind of peek through the um, peek on stage from, from the sides, uh, I do, because I, um, I feel like I'm always seeing such great performances. And which which show is better, this one or Dracula? What? <laughs> which show is better, this one or Dracula? Oh, I, you know, I, I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, your friend Jake, uh, I saw you retweeted that your friend tweeted that after the show, 
are all over uh, realgm.com. Why, why do you think your show is being advertised on basketball sites? I have no idea. That was my little brother, though, who, who, who uh, I retweeted. Oh, yeah? Um, and uh, I don't know. That's a strange place for, 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 for the ad to pop up. I have no idea how those Google ad-like services work. My, my brother's not much of a theater ticket buyer either. <laughs> I don't know if they were targeting him specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but um, I like that. I like the idea of, you know, I want the Knicks to come see the show. And you, if I send Carmelo a ticket, he'll, he'll come? Well, if Tony Danz is there, then I think Carmelo will be soon following Tony behind. Danz is not there. He didn't come. <laughs> I just want to see how many times I can get you to say Tony Danza didn't come on the air. <laughs> wow. I didn't even realize. Wow. <laughs> I did, oh, but Lordy I, I was Lord. having fun with it, too, so that's all. Sorry. I should have said something. <laughs> So uh, you you guys officially open on the 17th? Yeah, yeah. We, we have a nice – I was thinking about this. All the shows that I've done for uh, – we have a nice long month, like a good – I think a good four weeks of previews, which is probably more <laughs> more performances of a show that I've done in any one particular show before. You know, mm-hmm. like usually, you know, I, I, I've done maybe – I mean, I, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Like I guess uh, the the average run of the ones before like maybe six weeks, but this is just amazing. This feels like an entire performance, before, an entire run before we open. So, so I guess that's a, a good amount of time to get fully comfortable with the uh, with the show before it is. officially open. It is, and to still just iron out the kinks and and uh, yeah. increase it well. Um, it's a nice luxury you don't often have. You know, it's just nice to um, I I love going to work every day, so it's nice. And isn't that what it's all about? That's awesome, man. And tell me uh, about the revival. The revival. So excited about that. Um, that's been, that's, you know, the, the project that me and the guys who, did you ever see Derby Day? Did I imagine you've seen Derby I Day? I did. I did see it, yeah. Yeah, you, you saw it. I thought so. Um, same, some, folks same. In the, some folks in the chat room right now, when I walked into the, your performance, um, I noticed these girls, like, whispering behind me and, like, looking at me and then looking back at each other. And, and I, like, I turned around and, was like, looked at them kind of strangely, and they were like, oh, we know you from the Internet. So uh, shout out to the girls. They're, they're in the chat room right now. Um, and uh, they love you, Jake, so, you know, they'll do what They'll come wherever you are. Um, not uh, in, like, the Tony Danza way, but, wow. Yeah. You were just, Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, that's uh, lovely. I hope, I hope they get to come see the play. And and uh, but the revival really is. Uh, we're we're so excited about that. Um, we've got a really ambitious you know goal for it. And I'm not sure we really said this before, but you know the, the uh, what we're trying to raise money for is is to kind of re- retain our. We're going to need more people, uh, more producers to come to come on board uh, once once we really get you know get into making this. Um, and the money we're raising right now is to retain our autonomy while while making the film, so that Brett can really, you know, direct this as he wrote it. And and you know, too many cooks in the kitchen is not always a good thing. So um, mm-hmm. we we want to be able to, you know, to really put our foot down in some places and, and just to re- just retain control uh, for what we're for what we're trying to do. So um, we're really excited. We've already got. We've already got um, We've already got, honey, we've got 104 backers for this project. We're we're on Kickstarter, in case anybody out there, you know, yeah, we're 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 attempting to fund the majority of this project through Kickstarter. Um, we've already raised $23,219. That's 34% of our total goal, and and uh, it's going great. And yeah, we just we just um, so the cast that's announced so far is myself. Malcolm Madera, who is in um, Derby Day, a lot of people saying, you know, is just such a fantastic actor, and Raymond McNally, who was in the original production of the revival, which was on, uh, which you know, was Brett's production uh, directed by McCall Biancasino, um, mm-hmm. the same director of Derby Day, and he's he he was amazing. I remember seeing him in that production, and I just thought he was so fantastic. So I was thrilled when. You know, he said that he would be on board to to be part of this film, 
because he would he just you know the reviews of the the play were astonishing and, and they all you know singled him out as as just being so important to the production and I couldn't agree more he he was just wonderful he's such a nice guy such a funny guy he's got um, he's got this great uh, comedy channel on YouTube uh, called oh my god what is it called I got a it's called Daily Fiber and um, it's hilarious it's hilarious and he's he's just a really talented. Sweet fellow, like yourself, Ryan. <laughs> gotcha. Jake, is there an easy link that people can go to to find your Kickstarter? I know these Kickstarter URLs tend to be quite long. Yeah, that's a long one. Um, I mean, but if you just go to Kickstarter and just enter in the revival, it's it's the only thing that's going to come up. Um, okay. So yeah, go to Kickstarter.com and and, and, uh, and there's a cool little film kind of uh, telling the story of how how this came to be and. Um, I mean, the whole thing just kind of feels felt very kismet because I remember I had I had met you know I, I'd seen that production only because I um, was invited to go uh, uh, to go see the to go see the show because uh, um, because Trent Dawson was in it from Out of the World Turns and I went with uh, Terry Colombino and Austin Peck and you know we just went to, to, to support him. It was the very last performance of this play. And I hadn't seen any theater in, in, you know, a month or two. I was really, you know, I just wanted to see something. And I was so blown away by this by this play. And I was shocked. I really didn't know as, as much about theater back then as, as I do now. I was shocked that it had only had 16 performances and it was closing. Not because mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, getting a good response, just because theater in New York is so expensive and these, you know, little theater company can only afford to, to do these essentially showcase contracts. And... You know, they were there. He, Brett was there for a talk back, and um, I asked him. You know, I, I went up to him. I said, "Hey, I don't know if you've sold the rights to this, but I, I would love to, you know, to make this with you. I would love to buy the rights from you. Like, I just, this is such an amazing story." He said, "Thank you," but he'd already sold the rights, and that was the last I'd seen of him. That was the last I saw of him for about for a, a long time. Because then, funny you mentioned Dracula again. Dracula was where I met. Malcolm Madera, and we became really good friends on that project, and we had such a an interesting experience on that play that we decided that we were going to, we wanted to, to you know, to make a piece of theater together, and mm-hmm. um, and we were looking for you know for something. He said you got to meet this you got to meet this writer, uh, you know Brett. He's a friend of mine, and it, you know when we were walking to the to the bar where we were going to go meet him, he mentioned that he that this is the writer who did the revival. I said, wait, wait, the revival that was just, that was, you know, starring this person. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I said, I love that play. And I couldn't, I was basically, when I met him, I was just gushing over that play. And, and we ended up, you know, producing Derby Day together. I just thought that was such a strange, I almost didn't go see the play. And I just, you know, when like a lot of things just kind of line up and, yeah. And so yeah, and we were gonna, and we were thinking about. We still are, you know. We would still want to, to make Derby Day into a film, but we really think. I, I, as soon as we we knew that the rights were gonna come back to him for for this, we were thrilled and and decided that no, we were gonna we were gonna do this and make this happen. And, and I read that the other people who retained the rights for a while, they were going to alter the story so it wouldn't necessarily stay true to what it initially was. Is that true? And how did you guys get the rights back? Just, just pure luck. We got the rights back because they just couldn't raise. They, they, you know, they were seeking to make it a bigger, a bigger film. And the thing is, I've actually, I've, I've given the script to some other people, some of the people who, whose opinions I trust, and they're, they kind of questioned. They're like, I don't know, man. This, this doesn't. You know, I, I think it was a hard sell to a lot of people. They were trying to get a name attached to it. And mm-hmm. when you read the script, it's 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 a hard script to read. But having seen the play and 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 you know knowing it, knowing the vision that that's in Brett, um, I know it. I know it will be fantastic. And so I'm not surprised. I mean, I was surprised they, that they weren't just going to say, you know, forget it. We're not going to do it for you know. They were trying to raise several million million dollars to make this, and we're not trying to raise anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this Kickstarter is just for you know for about sixty-seven uh, thousand, but 
we believe that the you know the true budget of the film is more around like two hundred. So mm-hmm. uh, we've we've already got some other uh, other backers. The sixty seven will is you know is the way for us to to still you know as I said retain our our, our creative input. Uh, and tell me what the film is about. Uh, the film is about um, the revival. It's it's about a, a struggling small town preacher in Southern Baptist, uh, a Southern Baptist preacher in a small town in Arkansas that is funny enough called uh, Arkadelphia. That's a real town, by the way. I thought it was really made up. Really? But Arkadelphia is a real place. And, um, <laughs> and it's about, you know, he he's struggling to reach his congregation and he wants to kind of go of a, a more progressive route and he's being urged to kind of go back to like the, the fire and brimstone kind of way. And meanwhile, he also meets this uh, drifter who comes to town, this really troubled guy named, um, uh, you know, who's played by me, uh, named Daniel. Um, and it's about the connection that the two of them make. And it's kind of undeniable from the beginning. It's something that he, that, uh, Eli, the preacher, really tries to ignore, tries to to move past, but he just can't. And the two of them, you know, start a relationship. Even though Eli is married, he he kind of and I love it. There's this great scene where he's rationalizing to uh, to Eli, he's he, to to Daniel. He's he's you know using the Bible. He's saying you know Jesus went off and had his sabbatical in which he did the things he needed to do to become man, and then he went and served God, and that's what I'm doing right now. This is like my sabbatical, and then I'll go back and serve God. And it's just, I, I, I just think that people use, not necessarily religion, in this case religion, but they can, you know, people um, explain, rationalize the things they, that they do in life. Um, they can do, they can rationalize away any, any action just about. And mm-hmm. And what they deprive themselves of, what they allow themselves to do, and if if they can if they can make sense of it in some way and pretend that it's in a form of control, they'll do this thing. That you know, I mean, the, the sad thing is, Eli should probably just allow him to do this thing, allow himself to do this thing, but he doesn't because you know. It, but again, he's you know he he is in a a relationship that he probably shouldn't be in, shouldn't you know, married to this woman. Um, right, uh, June, who's a wonderful uh, character as well, and um, but yeah, I digress. Do you, um, do you, do you find that um, since your the the nature of your storyline on as the world turns, that roles like this, stories like this, speak to you more? I that's a good question, Ryan. I don't I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know that I I guess maybe in a way I would be silly to think that it didn't in some way influence that. I love that you didn't you know ask like the question of you know like I don't know like a typecast question or something like that. I love that you asked you know do you, are you more open to these roles? Probably, probably. I mean, yeah. I don't think one would have needed to, to you know an, an actor would need to have you know played the role that I did, but um, to, to recognize how good this role is and how good the, the, the story is. But sure, right. it, sure it uh, lends itself to, to that, having experienced it. Um, good question, Ryan. Um, so let's, uh, it looks like uh, we have a couple callers. Let's do one now, and then we'll, we'll continue talking about the revivals for a bit. Um, cool. six, 646, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hey guys, this is Cheryl. How are you? Good. Hey, hey, Jake. I'm a huge fan of yours. I love you on Good Day New York. <laughs> you love me um, on Good Day New York. Yeah. Do you know Ray Kelly personally? Do I know who? All right. Never mind. Anyway, I I know. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the name. I said, do you know Ray Kelly personally? Oh yeah, he's. A, I mean, I I I've only met him a, uh, a few times, but uh, he's a he's a 
I'm so jealous. You guys look like you're so much fun, but you probably get up so early. Anyway, I won't keep you. I know that you're the weatherman and not the traffic reporter, but I thought you may know a little bit about Directions New York. Um, Could you help me out real quick? Say again? Could you help me out real quick? Yeah, yeah, you got it. All right. So I'm just visiting, and I'm having, like, the best time really getting into the New York scene. I just went to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. You should totally have a figure there, by the way. Anyway, trying to now go to the Barclay Center to meet Jay-Z and Just Tim's. How do I get there? Best route. Take the queue. You right down the there and take train? the queue, and, and then we'll we'll hop on a food truck together. A food truck. Yeah, you like tacos? <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather meet at the subway on 8th Avenue. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right, from there. Whoa. Did, did they that, did, playing tonight? Did that answer your question? Yeah, Jake, you're the best. I'm about to fill out my comment card at Madame Tussauds, and I'm totally saying to give you and Greg Kelly and the whole Good Morning New York team a statue here. So iconic. Love you. Awesome. I'll get Daisy's autograph for you. Bye. Kisses. Thanks. You're a sweetheart. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? Who oh, was my that? goodness. What? Wait, I'm confused. Why does she think you're on Good Day New York? I don't know. I thought I have no idea. <laughs> I thought I, and I think I was. I, I think I was confusing it with maybe some interview we had. We did a lot of interview interviews with people for the assembled parties, but I don't think well, it was. Apparently, she thinks you're the weatherman or the traffic man or something on Good Day New York, which she refers to as Good Morning New York at the end. Uh, I thought it was like maybe New York one, but I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty uh, flaky. Um, but that was clearly a friend of ours, right, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I man, you can't even fool me without me getting you back, kid. Huh? <laughs> you can't April fool me without you without me getting you back. No, I know, I know. My so who was it? <laughs> Nikki Katuferis. Nikki Katuferis. Ah, love it. <laughs> Let's take a real call. Uh, here we go. Three three zero. What's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hey, Alan from Tampa. Hey, Alan. Hey, Alan. How you doing? Hey, Jake. Um, a friend of mine went to see your show. Um, I guess yesterday. I think that's when um she told me um so it was fabulous. Um, loved it. And I'm planning to go to New York in May. Is the show going to still be running then? Yeah, yeah. It should, it'll be running till June. Oh, okay, cool. And my other question, what do you think the Knicks have to do to um, get rid of the heat in the playoffs? Uh, they just have to play them. Play good, play, you know, we're, they're done. We'll we'll beat them in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. Cool. I am very, um, J.R. Smith needs to keep uh, needs to keep driving the basket. Kmart needs to stay healthy. Tyson Chandler needs to come back. Melo needs to be mellow. And we're good. Okay, yeah, I knew you'd give me a good. All my friends said there's no way, and I'm like, yeah, don't beat them. So I knew you would you would agree with me. Well, I mean, I'm only agreeing with you because I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of friends, or more objective friends, who don't see them going past the second round or even the first yeah. round. Oh no, they only get past the first round. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I just um, hopefully I'll get to New York to see your show. I'm big fan of yours, and um, Joy Jen has a world turn, so it was great talking to you. Sounds good. Come backstage. Say hello when you're in that. When you're when you see the show. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jake. Oh, and Ryan, I'm Marquette's in Wisconsin. I'm sorry. No, Marquette's um, in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I didn't know that either till the other day. I had a Google. I thought it was Illinois. <laughs> well, thank you very much for answering that question. None of us could figure it out while watching the Syracuse game the other day. Yeah, that's okay. So, but during the first round, I Googled that because we're having a disagreement. All right, thanks, guys. Gotcha. You have a good night. All right, sir. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Uh, oh, Nikki, did you watch the game on Saturday? Can Nikki do another another character? What? Can Nikki do another character? Can she do another character? I'm sure she can, but I don't think she's going to. That wasn't her. Um, did you uh, did you watch this, the game on Saturday? Uh, the 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 Louisville game. 
No, no, no. Oh, the, the juice well, can. Juice can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I was, I was, uh, I was doing the show. I just, I was oh, able to okay. follow it, you know, like on my phone. Um, what'd you think of that? Uh, if we make, Louisville? I'm, I'm actually very embarrassed to say this, Ryan. I haven't watched. I've watched parts. I haven't mm-hmm. watched one full game from beginning to end this year. I'm, I'm saying that. Uh, in wow. you know, on the air. I'm really embarrassed to say that. Um, <laughs> well, that's it's good you're keeping busy then, I guess, is what that means. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, it's that. And, I've, and it's also, just been, I've, I've, I can't lie, I mean, I've been spending a lot of time with the Knicks, too. But I still love our Orange. And uh, and if we get to the, to the championship, that's on Monday. That's a dark night. I can watch that game. Awesome. Um so we have a few minutes left with Jake. Just a reminder that if you guys are calling in to talk to him, uh, make sure you're pressing 1 when you call in so I know you're waiting to be on the air. Otherwise, I would have no idea. Um, I was so, suggesting that we could watch that championship game together. You didn't sound very excited about that at all. That's what I was kind of Wait, you suggested that? I didn't hear that. I was saying, I, I was inferring that, you know, I, I could watch that game so we could watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, ain't nobody got time for that. Nah, just kidding. Uh, that would be great. No good? It's good. It's all on. good. Let's do it. Right. Well, first so, we've got to make so it past, couple... uh, past the final four. I know. So uh, let's um, pile, in, pile in your SUV for uh, Atlanta on Saturday. We have a couple questions coming from Twitter, though. Uh, Paul uh, Swanenberg on Twitter says, when playing a religious part, as you do in the revival, uh, is it important the actor relates to that religion, or is it just the part you play? Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think one needs to. I think we all can relate to any, you know, growing up in the Western world. Any Judeo-Christian philosophy is not that unfamiliar to us. Um, there's got to be something you can relate to. But I'm also, you know, given the, I think you'd have to see the role, see the, see the film. Um, but I mean, like I don't think Malcolm is Malcolm is not the the most. I think Malcolm is he was certainly raised religious, but I don't think that's it's not necessary. That's you know that that would be very limiting if an actor would, would could, yeah. you know could only do you know play a role with a religion that they identified with. But it's a good question, right? And um, this one more question from Twitter says, uh, for this comes from Duffer fans, what exactly attracted you in the revival that you wanted to film this story and she wishes you success with Assembled Parties? The revival was, when I saw it, I was just, I was really on the edge of my, edge of my seat. It sounds like corny to say that, but every, every, everything that happened in it, it, it was a surprise. Every, and I love when, I love plot-driven things. I mean, character-driven stories can, can be great, too, but I just I love a good plot-driven story where things happen and, and we, you know, get to see how these people deal with it, and so much happens. It's, it, was, it was like a ride, and mm-hmm. I couldn't believe... I, I, there were so many moments where I was like, that's not what's going to happen. Is that what's going to happen? Oh, my God. I couldn't, you know, and, and, and that's, what, that's what did it. I was, I was riveted. I mean, it, to me, it's one of the great, like, crimes of the of New York theater that this show didn't get the the praise that it that it I mean everyone just about everyone who saw it did heap praise on it but you know a, a bigger a bigger publication like the New Yorker or New York Times just because just because and I understand where they're coming from they can't see all these shows that only run for 16 performances but they didn't they didn't get to 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 see it they they didn't get to review it right well, it's good that you uh, you want to take other people on the ride now. Uh, we have another caller, 937. That's the other thing. What's oh, your yeah. name? Where you... yeah, sorry. 937, Hello, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hi, it's Nicole. How are you guys doing? Hey, Hi, Nicole. Um, Nicole T. sorry. Um, I'm... Oh. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I haven't been hey. on in a while. I've had, I've had technical issues. Um, my question, <laughs> I kind of got asked or, or, or addressed a little bit earlier. Um, but, Jake, I was wondering if uh, there is a certain type of character or certain qualities in a character that you look for or that you haven't got to play yet that you'd like to, um, and what would those be? Oh, there's a lot. 
I mean, I have, I don't feel like I've played that many characters, um, and um, there's there's just a lot. I mean, just just any quality. I think any quality done well, I probably want to you know want to want to play it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like you've played a pretty good variety, but I I didn't know if there was anything in particular you hadn't gotten to do yet that you wanted or any type of like villain or I know that you've played a villain. Um, at least I haven't seen all your plays, but I know that you know of course you suffer and um you know that type of thing. If you like to play like a really hardcore bad guy or um, I'd love that. That would be great. Yeah, be, I mean I'd love to see you so in fun. that kind of a role. Um. And, you know, yeah. the other thing, uh, as far as the NCAAs go, um, I have yeah. been watching my team, Ohio State, and that jinxed them, apparently, so maybe you're better off not watching. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe I shouldn't watch <laughs> one game? Oh, wouldn't uh, yeah, that be terrible I don't know. for one you game know, to do it or they lose? If it starts to head south, I'm just saying you might want to turn it off. But, or maybe it only applies to me, but good luck to Keith. Um, and I think that was pretty much it. Thanks, guys. No, thank I, 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 I think, but I think any quality that was, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to limit it. I wouldn't want to say no to anything that that kind of surprised me. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like this this character in, you know, funny. I, I would the revival has, um, all the characters are great in revival, and I would actually, and I think that's when you know when you also come across a good story. I I, I would want to play any one of them. Right. Hey, really Jake, was. do you know that Nicole's nephew peed on Mark Kudis? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Is that uh, <laughs> business or, yeah, yeah. Uh, should I ask how old? Um, I four at uh-huh. the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not as bad as it would have been, like, 14, but... <laughs> All right, Nicole, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Pleasure. Um, uh, You know, I actually met Nicole, Jake, at uh, at our anniversary, so uh, lovely. Oh, cool. Um, So uh, let's do a quick round, Hot or Hot Mess. I know you got to go, so let's open it up. Okay, first up on Hot or Hot Mess, uh, Jason Selvig, Hot or Hot Mess. Oh, if anyone can be both at the same time, it's Jason Selvig. <laughs> so he's a hot, hot mess, you'd say? He's, he, he just makes, he makes being hot a hot mess, and he makes being a hot mess hot. I would totally <laughs> agree with that. Uh, time Warner Cable, Hot or Hot Mess? Hot Mess. Not, no time to even think about it. I love that. How about duck butter, hot or hot mess? Hot. Oh, gross. How about American actors acting with British accents for no apparent reason, hot or hot mess? Like, can I, can I get an example of that? Uh, if he and I had met, that sort of thing. That was not a British accent. That was, <laughs> so you know what? It's hot. That was old English. Okay. Um, so, is that hot or a hot mess? Hot. And paper oh, towels, are they hot or a hot mess? I, I, I relent. It's a hot mess. It's hot um, I relent. Um, and last up, just want to see if your tune has changed since our first interview. Are paper towels hot or a hot mess? <laughs> what did I say before? That they were a hot mess. Hot mess. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, anything else you want to talk about before we go? You got the play opening up on April seventeenth. You got the Kickstarter, and somebody put the Kickstarter link in the chat room, so people go click on that right now. I just can't believe um, that you didn't come to see. I offered you, I offered you tickets to the show yesterday. You're too busy, too busy mm-hmm. to make it. You know, we would have really had something to talk about. Man. Well, I'm. <laughs> listen, I still really want to see the kid. show, and next you don't time you come on. Next time you come on, we'll have we'll we'll be able to talk about it. Um, the uh, the the reason that I couldn't make it yesterday was because I hadn't see, I haven't seen my boyfriend in forever, and we made plans, and it was I couldn't. We had postponed too many times, and I'm 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 sorry I missed your show, but I hope you understand. I I I, I don't understand. <laughs> 
I really, right, cool. I mean, I uh, want to see it still. Fun. You know, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea if this is possible at all. But we could get you. I don't know if you ever do any film segments. Get you, get you on the on the stage. Uh, get you, uh, you know, we we we'll gotta get you meeting Judith Light or something. It'd be hilarious. We we do we do do film segments. Um, so that would that would be great. We could have it. We do a scene sitting in in uh in my character's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And what can I watch? Yeah, you can watch. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Thank watch. you so much for having me on, buddy. Absolutely, sir. Oh, hey, before you go, how did you enjoy doing a show in my hometown in New Haven? I loved it. I loved New Haven. That was great. Uh, great food there. Great pizza, clearly. Best, like, you know, second best pizza I ever had. And, What's uh, the first? New York? I mean, I know some places, you know, in New York, but that was some. That was uh, really terrific. Uh, I, Would I like, you say I like modern Sally's or Pepe's or bar? Oh, or definitely, pizza? no question, Sally's. Oh wow! You you were like the first person to agree with me when I've had this conversation in so long. So that's because the rest of them are liars and they haven't actually been to Sally. They're they've only heard about <laughs> it and they like modern and Peppy's. And Peppy's is really good. Mm-hmm. Then they don't just want to admit they have. Sally's is trust me. Me and my girlfriend went, and she is a Peppy's fanatic. And she she was she gave it up. She was like, no no no, it's this is better, and it is. Yeah. When I was in high school, I was best friends with the mayor's son, Danny DiStefano, and he and I used to go guess to what, Sally's. Guess what? And Everyone was friends with the mayor's son in New Haven. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, we, he and I used to go to Sally's, and they would, never, they would always make us cut the line because there's always a line around the block, and we wouldn't want to do it and, you know, shaft all those other people, but the, they always recognized him, even if he went in, like, disguise or whatever, and they always... Uh, so it was awesome. I felt like uh, the VIP, and they always had like a booth reserved for the mayor. It was awesome. Sounds nice. <laughs> it was nice. So revival, yeah. April seventeenth, uh, Kickstarter for uh, sorry, revival, no, revi- Kickstarter for revival. <laughs> oh my God, April seventeenth. The assembled parties. Assembled parties. April seventeenth <laughs> goes till June. The revival, mm-hmm. where you know the, the Kickstarter campaign is running until May tenth. We've got, uh, we've, you know, we've already covered a lot of ground. We've got a lot more to make to to go, and um, I'm going to throw such a party when we do. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, I hope to be invited to the party, and I will, I will not reject your invitation next time. <laughs> awesome, Ryan. Again, thanks so much for having me. Thank you, sir. Have a great night and have a great opening. You too. Thank you too. Tell Nikki I say thanks. hello. Nikki, I say <laughs> hello. Take care. Bye bye. Uh, that was Jake Silverman. Uh, Tamika, uh, let, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's talk about something. We mentioned Time Warner Cable before. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Not again. Now, they shut you down once before. I was right there with you. Yeah, so let me just explain to the folks listening. And, by the way, those of you in the chat room logged in as guests, just log in with Facebook, Twitter, or your Blog Talk Radio account to actually be able to actively engage in the chat. Um, so... Uh, Tamika and I were sitting here about to host the show one night and I had gotten in a fight with Time Warner like right beforehand and then right when we were about to go on the air Time Warner cuts us, cuts the internet off and Tamika thought that it was, you know, it couldn't be a coincidence. So obviously it's a hot mess of a company as Jake Silverman was talking about before but there's a, a couple guys who are going around town and they say that they're Time Warner customer service Time Warner Cable Customer Service, and they have a website, TWCCustomerService.com, which you should all go to, and they're calling Time Warner out on on what they do. So I'm going to play a clip of theirs, and Tamika, I guarantee you this will be the best thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> Let's hear Hi, we're with Time Warner Cable Customer Service, and today we're going to see how we can make people's lives worse. We're with Time Warner Cable customer, customer Service. Customer service. We service. want to know what we can do worse. What can we do worse? Worse? Is there anything we can do to make your life worse? Make it worse? Yes. <laughs> Better customer service? No, no, no. We, we want, want to make, make it, it worse. worse. Make it worse. worse. Yeah, that's, worse. Our jo- that's our job. I don't know. I don't think I can get, I have experience worse than this. Worse? <laughs> yeah. 
No, I don't think so. I think you're doing a pretty good job. You're doing a good job, yeah. yeah. Has our customer service been bad in the past? Yes. Good. Great. We We're glad to way. hear it. Continue to just not show up on time for all of your scheduled appointments. We already do that. Yeah, we you already, already do that. That's something we've been working on big uh, time yeah. these days. You could have my internet cut off a little more often. How often awesome. does it cut off now? Um, it cuts off... I'd say like once a week, maybe. Okay, so We'd maybe like to get that up to two to three two, times. Two to a three week. times a week can keep us on hold for an hour, and then yeah, the person has no idea who I just spoke to previously. <laughs> I actually I thought of his idea. Do you mind holding for one second? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> we want you to be unhappy at Time Warner customer service. That's. That's you our job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're with Time Warner. Yeah. Well, okay, great. Well, uh, we're well, with Time Warner Cable Customer Service. Is there anything you can think of we could do to make, make people's lives a little more uncomfortable? Are you kidding me? No, we're being serious. Keep them on hold longer. Well, we're already doing that. So we're already overcharging people. We're charging them for services they're not getting. But is there anything new that we can do? Don't uh, provide the service that you told them to get. We do that already. We do that already. Uh, hey everyone, we're from Time Warner Cable Customer Service. We want to ask the question, what can we do to make your life worse today? We you turn the heat way up? Do you want us to make it really cold in here so you guys get our chili? And also guys, if you want to go to TWCCustomerService.com. That's right, we'll further me right now. You can let us know what we can do to make your life worse. Because at Time Warner Cable, we want to make your life as bad as possible. And we'll do whatever we Please can leave do right that. now. Okay. All right, guys. And everybody remember, from Time Warner Cable, you're welcome. And, and fuck you. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, fuck you. You as well. Thank bye you. Bye. Fuck you and have a great <laughs> Thank day. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck yeah. you. All right? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Fuck you. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Bye. All right. Well, fuck you. No, fuck you, too. Thank you. Have a bad fucking day, all right? <laughs> you got to leave. Stay on property. I'm advising you face to face. Come in to give me a rest for trespassing. Okay. Wow. You gotta leave. You're being Outside mean. This building. is bad customer service. Outside of the building. I love you. More, more bad customer service. I do love you. <laughs> so, uh, Tamika, let's talk about that. They, these guys are going around um, saying that they're from Time Warner Cable Customer Service. They have a website, TWCCustomerService.com, which you should all go to and watch the video because it's a lot clearer than the audio and it's funnier. Um, but uh, I think this is genius. Tamika? I think it's genius, too. Uh, it doesn't matter what Time Warner does. They still suck. Or Time Warner mm -hmm. Cable. Let's be serious. Uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's just, no. No. That's Do you know I... that they, at the end there, they go into the Time Warner uh, headquarters in Manhattan, and that's where one of the guys was screaming that stuff about, like, how, what can we do to make your lives worse? And right. as he's doing it, the security guard's going, I need you to leave now, leave now, et cetera. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. And uh, they also, there's another um, call that this is from the same website, and they call Time Warner Cable uh, and try to see if it's all right if they record Time Warner. Because you know how you call Time Warner and they're like, this call may be monitored for quality assurance. Right. Well, let me, tell, let me show you what happened during their call, and we'll be right back. I'm okay. Uh, first off, I just want to let you know I'm recording the phone call for quality assurance. Um, and you're not authorized to do what? Uh, well, you guys are recording the phone call on your end. Why can't I record it on my end? But. I mean, I, I'm trying to look out for myself, the customer. I feel like I've been slighted. I just want to make sure I'm being taken care of, so I'm going to record it on this end, if that's okay. I'm just advising that I haven't given you permission. Okay. And, but why, why, why is that? Because I'm not comfortable with my being recorded. Um, but you guys are recording me. That is correct. Okay. So, 
could I have access to this recording at the end of it? I understand. I don't understand what the difference is. Well, again, I mean, if you want to continue, I, there's no way that I, I can force you. But I just want to let you know that, of course, uh, I'm not giving you any consent to do so. Okay. Well, then I don't record me then. Can you do? Can you stop recording me? I don't. I'm. I'm just. Don't understand why you won't give consent and I have to give consent. Because you're calling the company. I know. Well, you're talking to the customer, and I'm trying to look out for uh, for for my rights as a customer as well. point proved to the extent you can you can tell them you don't want them to record you and they're supposed to not record you but I think the the really? patron calling yeah and the patron calling mm-hmm. in you know just put them on point with it okay you're going to record me I'm going to record you but I mean that's you know that's just the deal with any company that you call now it's like you this call may be recorded for customer service I wish they would play the recordings of the calls that I get from my student loan, because I'm sure that would be father for good. What happens? What happens with those? Oh, they get pretty um, colorful. What do you mean? <laughs> Explain. Well, you know, they're like, well, just because you don't have the money doesn't mean you don't know it. I said, I didn't say that. I said, I just don't have it right now. <laughs> like they get really emotional about it. I didn't say I did know it. I just said I don't have it right now. So, you know, mm-hmm. they just, whenever, once, uh, you know, I have a family member who will remain nameless in law enforcement, and once I was able to learn more of my consumer rights, because he deals more with white-collar crime, you know, now I, actually I do want calls recorded if I'm calling to complain about something. Otherwise, you know, you can state right up front, even with, you know, crazy-ass AT&T, do not want this call recorded. And by law, they have to, you know. Why is it that whenever I go to complain about a previous call where they promised me something that they don't deliver on, then I go, I say, go to the recording, and they never have? Well, they probably don't know how to, you know? That's on the higher level. <laughs> you think they're actually doing them. it? Do you think they ever really record? Because I feel like, you know, I don't it know. Be that, and, I, and this is why, you know, I, I have restless nights of sleep. It's going to be that one call that you don't think that they're recording, and then somebody comes up missing in the back of somebody's trunk, and <laughs> they go back, and then all of a sudden you see your name come up on the news, and you don't even know what they're talking about because it took place like months ago, and, and it's you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like how people, you know, everyone's like so concerned over the passwords on Facebook and all this other stuff. But then clearly that does mean, that means nothing because they come up with people's manifestos and love triangles and stuff like that, as it was reported on Facebook. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> what Twitter about that one time that I was on the phone with Time Warner Cable, and the guy was, I was complaining about something. I think they didn't honor an appointment, which happens quite frequently. And um, I, I told the guy I wanted uh, two months of free Internet. And the guy goes, after some fighting, he goes, okay, I'll give you one month of free Internet, right? And then I was like, all right, well, that's not good enough because this keeps happening, so I want two free months. And the guy is like, okay, I'll transfer you to my supervisor. So then I get on the phone with his supervisor. They had already given me the one month free. I get on the phone with the supervisor, and they take that away. Isn't that messed up? Like, they, yeah. it was one of those nights that they had come. They, they alleged that they had come, and they had called and stuff, and they didn't call. They didn't text. They didn't knock on the door. They didn't ring the doorbell. And I was arguing that? with the guy, like, well, I'm wasting all my time. Like, I don't understand. The guy's like, no, I mean, it says they would have no reason to lie about it. It says that they came, so I'm not going to give you a free month. And I said, but I can tell you that they did not come. If they came, they would be here, you know? And the guy was like, I'm not going to give you a free month. Do you know how many months it took to finally get that free month? I got it in the end, but it was around that time that you and I got cut off that night that I got the free month. Right, right, Mm. right. 
So mm-hmm. I'm going to tweet at them after this episode and just let them know that they're being put on blast and they got to get it I together. <laughs> yes, I'm going to tweet at them. Be careful. I mean, it's, just don't show up they at the Time Warner building. <laughs> they haven't gotten any better, so if they're going to still provide, like, the shittiest customer service on earth, then they need to hear about it. So I'm glad these, these guys who... I don't know who they are, but I'm glad that they're going around doing this, and I think that they may be on the show next week as well. I was going to say, she's trying to contact them. But yeah. remember, in doing that, then, you know, somebody might be coming after you, which is okay. You know, we can beat them <laughs> up, but you know, as long you, as know, you know how I handle Ricky. the situation. Well, no, but you mm-hmm. know how I handle the situation, too. If I have capacity for fire, then they're really in trouble. If you do what? If I have the capacity for fire. <laughs> Speaking of, also, I see Sue in the chat room just said, are there no other Internet providers in uh, New York City? And uh, just, to, just to let you know, they are major um, monopoly in certain parts of New York, so there are no other options. So, yes, that is exactly right. Um, so, Tamika, speaking of fire, I can think of no better way of ending the show than no. saying, if it ain't showbiz, it, it ain't a biz. biz. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Hit the brakes, Florence. And lastly, Tamika, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that Barbie doll? Strip her down to her drawers, cut her hair off, leave her in her panties, bend her backwards, burn her nipples on the stove, and then leave her for somebody else to find it. <laughs> Leave her in some draws. Thank you, Tamika. Thanks, Jake Silberman, Michelle Kinney. Good night, everybody. Good night.